When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Alternative Hair Alchemist. This is Deborah Heim, and this week I want to talk about something that I have seen a whole lot of in my five years, and it is things that we as alternative hair wearers, wigs, toppers, what have you, tend to think or tend to do that just don't make sense on paper. So I'm going to go through about five or six things that I see that we all do but really don't make sense. And the reason I mention this is because a lot of times whatever causes hair loss has a stressful component. For example, autoimmune disorders, that's stressful to have to begin with, and it does have an effect reportedly on your hair. Again, when I talk, I'm talking from the viewpoint of somebody that's had a career in nursing, but I'm not a doctor, but also I have had a lifetime with anxiety and worrying, what have you. So you don't necessarily need to have the diagnosis of anxiety, or I'm not giving any medical treatment here, but I have learned and I also teach some techniques that can help you get over your fearful thoughts. And I think we can all agree that there is a lot of fear when it comes, at least in the beginning, of wearing alternative hair. I mean, heck, I still, after 18, 20 years, I still have fear in the morning sometimes or if I change styles or colors. And that is not to discourage you. That's just to tell you, you know, keeping it real. I doubt there is anyone even the most experienced wig wearers that can say they've never had a fearful thought, although most people don't admit it. I'm just one of the few people that is willing to admit it because I think I'm not alone, and I think some of the things I can teach you can help you. And once you get past a good deal of the fears, your whole world is open. And that leads me to my first thing that I see that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense at all. And this is the whole worrying about color thing. Now, women in real life change their hair color so frequently nowadays. But when it comes to alternative hair, if something is even like a shade or two different, it can cause a lot of fear. And I think I know I have in the past, and I see a lot of people making much more a bigger deal of it than it's worth. 
I mean, at least in my shop, if you're working with me, then I can kind of talk you through some of these thoughts. But I think if somebody were at home and they were, you know, choosing wigs from either the Internet or what have you, you know, there's probably a lot of limiting of of choices just because of the fear. As far as color for a first venture into a wig or topper, usually I suggest the closest to what you have now because that's the easiest transition. But often in my shop, when someone's lost their hair for quite a while and then they quit coloring it or whatever, I ask, well, what color is your hair naturally? Because they want it to look natural and they can't even remember, you know, so there right away. Uh, there are many things that are going to look good on you. It doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be as hard as we make it. Also, if you can get over fear of color changes, that might get you a bargain every now and then. Because sometimes there will be a style that you want to wear and your regular color isn't available. So using some of the techniques I'm going to tell you before I wrap it up, you might be able to, you know, stretch yourself. And then once you get into the freedom of not overthinking your choices, you're really going to start to enjoy alternative hair. Next thing I see that doesn't always make sense is somebody will come in thinking they want a wig in a style that they used to wear years ago. And they'll usually show me pictures or whatever of the great time in their life when their hair looked a certain way. And that's great because any picture is helpful to me because when I talk to you, I get a vibe for your personality. And also by looking at pictures, I know what's available in the natural looking wigs. And sometimes what you have in your head when you come through the door or what you have pictured, you know, in a past picture, it isn't totally possible to get there in a natural looking wig. Because if you're choosing from the picture, you can find a wig that looks like just about anything with all kind of colors. The problem is you can't see the fiber, you can't see the color distribution, and you can't see if it fits your head and looks good on you. So sometimes if you have access to somebody that knows what they're doing, for me to recommend styles that are going to look good on you, you know, it's, it's great when you're open to that. And, you know, that's one of the advantages of working with me, because one of the things I also see that I just thought of that doesn't always make total sense is people think that alternative hair is something that you can do on your own. Well, you know what? That's a little bit of a control thing, because when you take somebody like me that keeps up to date with what everybody that's making good looking wigs is putting out, I, I tend to be able to suggest things that you never thought of. I hear it all the time. Next up, going the cheap route. Now, while I get it, because we're always, you know, as women, always concerned about doing more for others than ourselves, there came a point in time where I realized that trying to get the $50 and $60 wigs that would end up in my closet just doesn't make sense. And the other thing that doesn't make sense is that people, when they do get a really good wig, because my relatives are included in this group and somebody asks them about it, they will minimize what they spent on that wig because it's kind of like a, a source of shame or what have you because you're supposed to be able to do it cheaper. But 
again, that gets back to mindset and feeling worthy of spending on yourself. Women with great hair that go to the salon pay a lot of money every three months, you know, to get cut, color, and tip. So, you know, it just goes to saying, yes, you can get a good wig very cheap, but more often than not, if you at least if you come to my shop, you do get what you pay for. And people always want to know why I look so good. It's because I pick the best wigs out there. And I'm not saying to just hand a whole lot of money to anybody, but please consider yourself worthy of getting the hair that you want instead of trying to live with something because it was cheaper. Next thing, why are extensions okay, but alternative hair is not? And I see what doesn't make sense. It's almost like a rite of passage, but especially early on in hair loss, people will insist upon human hair, and they will also want those bonded toppers, uh, which can be very costly. And I say, hey, if you can afford it, go through it. But the thing that doesn't make sense about that is usually the underlying reason of wanting something glued to your head is because you don't feel okay about yourself without hair. And that's something that takes some time to get okay on. I'm just throwing that out there because a lot of times you can get just as good a look as that. And, you know, I did it myself. I look back on what I spent money on just simply because of the anxiety of worrying that someone would be able to tell I was wearing a wig or topper. And, you know, it was kind of costly. Also, the money I would dump into trying to grow my own hair, which I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm also saying that at some point, don't let it stop you from taking action and getting yourself something to wear of your hair that you love. The next thing I see in my shop, and you know what? I do this myself too. So I'm involved. I'm just in there with you when I'm talking about things that don't make sense. And that is taking a picture to judge how the wig looks. Now, that is good. If it's going to help you feel better to look at that picture and know you look good, then that's great. Sometimes when I do it, I can fine-tune my hairline and see, you know, how the part looks. So I use it as to reassure myself. But if you're taking pictures of yourself in a wig to decide between the, the wigs, that's not the best way to do it because that wig, every time you put it on your head, is going to look slightly different. So my advice on that is if snapping a selfie or two is going to make you feel confident, by all means do it. But if you're trying to de decide between styles and colors, a picture isn't going to be, you know, the most accurate way to go. And the last thing I see that doesn't make total sense when it comes to alternative hair, it is choosing the color depending on the lighting or getting caught up in how it looks in certain lighting because if you think about this are you going to be able to control the lighting wherever you go for the rest of your life mm, probably not so that you know I get it I've got to run through all the steps check it in all kinds of light but just keep in mind that you know if it looks bad in a certain light it doesn't mean it's not right for you and by bad, I don't mean that it looks bad. I mean, you know, I know how I am when I'm looking at things and I will get, you know, kind of judgy when the thing looks great the whole time anyway. And I'm sure that's what's going on with you. I just know it because I see it all the time. 
So some of the things you can do when any fear-based thought comes out is decide between if it's a rational thought versus an irrational thought. Like irrational thoughts is all wigs look fake, this is look horrible. And rational thought is maybe this does look okay. Other people look good in a wig and kind of think yourself through it that way. And this is a technique that I learned myself and it is something that I can help you with if you want to book a session with me. The other thing that I learned to do when the fear-based thoughts come up, whether it's related to alternative hair or anything, is EFT tapping. And in short, that is where you take your fingers and you tap on a series of points uh, that run along what they call the meridian pathway because energy has pathways through your body. And when it gets jammed up, tapping can move it along in kind of just basic terms. And that is a technique that changed my life. There was a time when I couldn't leave the house because of PTSD and panic attacks, which, by the way, even if they say it doesn't affect your hair, I have found that stress really does, and I have some other episodes about that. But, yeah, so I figured I would just talk about this type of stuff that we all tend to think about. I first mentioned in my book, which if you go on Amazon, whether you have Amazon, Kindle, Unlimited or not, October 28th and 29th, it will be free for you to get an e-copy. If you look it up, the book is called Too Much Hair or Search Deborah Heim. That was my first effort a couple years ago, but that's back when I was really nervous about putting out a podcast or a book And I coined the term wig anxiety. And again, I have to go through the whole thing of explaining I am not a psychiatrist, nor is it a diagnosis. But I saw the pattern of fear in just myself and in other women that wear wigs or toppers. And there wasn't anybody to talk to about this stuff. Like nowadays, you have all kind of YouTubers and people talking about it. But um, just know that you're not alone if you're an overthinker or a, a worrier. And I can tell you that, you know, that's what I would call an irrational thought. Because when women come into my store... I energetically work with them too. Everybody leaves knowing and feeling how beautiful they are. But the one thing that I love to see, and it happens every time, is the women's face in the mirror when they see how amazing they look in a variety of looks. And I know from the bottom of my heart, it's that way for you too. So, you know, I know there's probably somebody out there getting wigs and trying them on at home and returning them. You know, probably those, you know, there's something that would work for you in there. So, you know, try and think it through. Try another thing I do is ask somebody who is rational for an opinion. I have Chris, you know, check my hairline. I do it every day before I go out the door. I'm like, does this look like a wig? So, you know, I get it. Trust me. So my personal website, D-E-B-R-A-H-E-I-M dot com, if you're interested in any type of coaching or working with some of the techniques to reframe thinking, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, if you want to book an online consultation. 
and hope to hear from you. And until next week, peace, love, and alternative care. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at debraheim.com. You can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.